Hello and greetings, everyone. I am Maggie Cavanaugh, your host of Keys to Your Best Life. I am here today with the amazing uh, Sarah Taylor Young. And some of you may know her, some of you may not, but Sarah is a very gifted, beautiful young woman uh, who is not only an uh, amazing songwriter and singer, but she also shares the love of Jesus through her testimony. And her and her husband have an amazing conference coming up in a couple of weeks. And I want you to stay tuned to hear more about that. But in the meantime, we're going to have Sarah Sarah, share some of her story with you so you can get an understanding of just why the Lord would call her into the type of ministry he has. So, Sarah, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. And the timing worked out perfect because in a couple of weeks, you've got this conference coming up. And we really want to make sure that those that have ears to hear need to hear it because it's on my favorite topic, freedom. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's going to be in the Murfreesboro location, right? Um, on the 15th of May? On the 15th of May at Life Lift Church. Yes. I love that. And we're going to put the link for those of you watching this on social media. We will put the link in the in the chat stream for those of you watching this on Creative Motion Network. I'm sorry you're not in the Middle Tennessee area. If you are in the Middle T Tennessee area, there is an Eventbrite set up uh, where you can get registered for that. But in the meantime, we're going to have Sarah share some of her story with us because she's got a very amazing story. So go ahead and share a little bit of your testimony, dear. Yes. So um, I'm a domestic violence survivor. Um, when I was uh, when I was a child, I had a stepfather that was emotionally, um, mentally, all all of those above um, ab abusive. Um, and so I kind of grew up just feeling, you know, a lack of self worth. Um, I had stepbrothers that would kind of call me names and, you know, say I was fat and, you know, so it, anyway, by the grace of God and my mom's courage, we got out of that situation um, when I was about 12 and she, she knew she wanted to get out of it like within a month of marrying him. But the problem that a lot of women face today is they don't know how. And a lot of times that has to do with finances. And so that that was very much the the story that my my mom had. You know, it took a lot of courage. I remember actually the first apartment we had um, after we got out of that situation. It was it, it was very small, and it was kind of it, it was what she could afford. You know, she's a social worker. She was doing work for the Lord. Doesn't get paid for nearly enough for what she does. Um, but that little place was so much better than what we were in. Um, we were in a, you know, a much bigger home and had a lot more finances and everything, but we loved that place. I remember the night that we, the first night we stayed there, we had burnt pizza because the oven was kind of wonky. Um, but it was just so free. I was just free, you know, and nothing could take any of that away. Um, so, so that kind of followed me a little bit into um, my high school years. You know, I was very, um, I, I sought attention from other males. Um, and so I was, you know, constantly seeking approval and, and attention from those. And I ended up um, getting involved in a relationship my senior year. And I actually ended up marrying uh, that guy, my first husband. 
and it was more of a he made me feel like I was worthy. You know, I had been putting my self worth in, into somebody else, um, and it ended up being a very similar situation as what I had grown up with. So the cycle started to continue. Well, thank God I realized those um, cycle traits and and the everything that goes into that. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I mean, the guy was was chasing me around the house with a screwdriver um, and I was just trying to find a safe place. Um, so that's that's the day I woke up. Um, I was like, okay, God, this is not a good thing. Please help me get out of this. And I was kind of estranged from my mom at that point. Uh, we were having some some daughter mother daughter issues, and I was afraid to come to her. And I was very afraid that she would say, "I told you so. I told you so." Mm. She wasn't, you know, she she wasn't um, in approval of of that marriage. And it was more of a prodigal son or daughter in this case kind of thing. But she didn't do that. I'm forever grateful of how she treated me that day. It was very much, she was just glad I was home and glad I was safe. And a lot of my belongings, like my uh, my jewelry and my clothes had been taken away from my husband at the time because he thought I had too much uh, clothing and stuff. So just like in scripture, the prodigal, uh, the prodigal son's um, father he you know you know gives him a new robe and he gives him new clothes and all that my mom took me shopping um you know she she treated me to a girl's day and i just felt like a queen and so um shortly after that i really started seeking god um and, and i i didn't want to divorce i really wanted to work things out you know i'm not an advocate for divorce but this was a safety issue. This was a kind of a life or death thing. And many women go back several times. Well, I had seen that from my mom and I thought, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back into that, you know, cause it, it just prolongs the length of the cycle. Um, so um, I really prayed about all of this and I, I dove into scripture. I was staying with my mom, you know, until I could kind of make a decision as to what I wanted to do. And um, I came across the scripture. I think it's in Matthew. I know it's in one of the gospels that talked about um, if, if your uh, spouse has committed adultery, it's like, you know, you are given permission to leave the marriage kind of thing, or that that's, that's the grounds for divorce from what I understand. Um, and he was addicted to pornography while we were married, you know? And so I kind of just asked God, show me a sign. And his behavior continued to escalate as I was trying to just work things out. And he would, um, you know, I, I would say, let's go to counseling. Let's figure this out. I'm willing to walk with you through this. And he didn't want to. So I felt like that was my answer. You know, it, it takes two people to make a really strong marriage work. And in this instance, my my partner wasn't willing to make it work. And so I felt like, okay, that's my answer. And so, you know, we did end up 
divorcing. Um, it was very hard. He fought it, but I fought for counseling just as much, you know? Um, so anyway, it was, it was a hard thing to learn. Um, but I grew so much closer to God through it. And, and I realized, you know, even though I had made a mistake, he loved me that much more. Um, and, and he was going to walk with me through it and, and get me to the other side. Um, so I just, I prayed, I remember I prayed and I, I said, God, I do want a husband someday. Um, not right now. It was maybe two months after the divorce was final, you know? <laughs> but I'm just going to decide to leave this in your hands now. You know, my, my future spouse, you know, I'm going to, we're going to work on our relationship. And then the more I get closer to you, I, I know you have the right person out there for me. So I just laid it before him, you know, and about a month or so later, I met my husband and my mom often says, I could not have picked a better man for you. He is just, you know, he cherished me. He treated me like something that I needed, like all women need to be treated like all every person needs to be treated with love and respect. And he just, he, he treated me like a queen and that that's what I needed, you know? And at the time, um, now it hasn't always been easy. You know, we, since we, since I come from this background, you know, we, we've had some issues in our marriage that have kind of followed us through it, you know, like codependency, uh, people pleasing, things like that. But, we went through a program uh, called Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christ-centered 12-step program. And I'm, I got involved with it to kind of get freedom and healing um, from my past and everything. Because I hadn't really dealt with a lot of it. It was just like covered up, you know. Um, and at the time, too, I was trying to get off of some anxiety medicine. I've been diagnosed with um, OCD and anxiety since I was about 15, which I think is probably linked to, um, you know, stuff that happened. Um, but when I started to, to get healing and, and went to celebrate recovery meetings, I was on the minimal dose possible of medicine that you could be on. Um, I was hardly on anything actually. Um, and so I, I just really tried to work hard to get well for my future daughter, um, who's now four. Um, and, and we both worked hard at both of our programs. You know, at first, my husband was like, ah, I don't have any issues. Well, I don't have the issues Sarah has. So I, <laughs> means I don't have any issues. And I was like, okay. Um, so, but, but, you know, we, we really, we both went through um, step study programs and, you know, we found all the gunk and the things that we struggled with and we started working on it. And our marriage is so much stronger. We're able to communicate better. We're able to, um, we're able to vocalize our feelings better and, and share what we need out of our relationship and give one another respect and, and earn it at the same time. So it's been a really long lifelong journey, it seems, but it's been so worth it. I love it. I love it. I am a huge advocate for Celebrate Recovery, really any Christ-centered recovery program, because it does not matter who you are, where you're from, you have some boo-boos from your childhood. Yeah. 
it, it, you can't escape it. We're imperfect people living in an imperfect world, and we're going to have things that happen and trauma at a young age, especially you know domestic violence. You know that there's a lot of stats on how it affects us, and so the instability in the formative years, and then obviously you know the the things that come along with that are huge. So healing is needed. If you are watching this broadcast and you were thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like my story. We're encouraging you right now. We're just taking a moment right now to tell you that there is help, there is healing, and it is possible. And you, are you, uh, the Lord loves you too much. And he did not go to the cross for you to be, be abused uh, and used. And talk is cheap. And so I'm just saying, if you've heard that story that I will change and things will be different and I'll do this, you know, listen, the Bible says that we know them by their fruit. And when the fruit is rotten all over the place and it's getting thrown at you, it is time to take action, girlfriend. Or, sir, if you're watching this and being abused by a woman, because we know that it goes both ways. So... Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that because uh, it is, it's a huge, huge issue. And I love how your husband, <laughs> he didn't have any issues. None of us have, really have issues. No, but, I don't have any issues. <laughs> but, you know, the reality is, is that there is always some place in us. And when we do self-evaluation, which celebrate recovery, those 12 steps are similar to the 12 steps of AA or NA or any program that you are trying to recover from, everybody in life is recovering from something. And it could be abandonment, rejection, anger. It, it could be a hundred different things. Matter of fact, I just referred a woman the other day to celebrate recovery. And she's like, but I don't, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. And I'm like, honey, it's for your hurts too. And you got to hurt. And if you don't have a hurt, then I'm just going to ask you to just ask the Lord to search your heart because you need to repent, sister, for lying. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> just we kidding. have people in there that have been in recovery uh, for 10 years and don't have any problems with drugs or alcohol, but they may have problems with food. They yes. may have problems yes. with pleasing, any kind yes. of thing that takes away from your relationships with other people and your relationship with God it can be unhealthy. And so, you know, some people stay there in the meetings because that's the only way they know how to live and yes. they, they just love the support and it's just it's wonderful how you can just go in there and sit there and talk about your stuff and people aren't well they might be judging you but they're not saying it they're not allowed to say it you know um right. just allowed to be heard in a space that is safe and that absolutely that, that was the first time i really had that i mean i've gone to counselors and and things like that, but it, it was never a place where I heard back from other people and I got to hear back their stories, you know, and well, this is what I went through. Oh, dang. Well, yeah, and you could relate to that. There was that camaraderie, you know. Yes, yes. You know, we heal in community and that's what it allows people. So if you guys would like more information on that, you know, just Google Celebrate Recovery near me and you can find meetings here in the Murfreesboro area. I mean, they're experienced New Vision, um, you know, uh, Northside Boulevard, and you name it. They're all over the place. And if you're outside the area, there's one there as well. And what I love about the first step is, you know, I, I know the power of life and death is in the tongue. And we get to choose whether or not we're going to heal or not. We can only allow the Lord to go so far, you know, uh, in our lives. And, you know, because we are free moral agents, you know. But with that being said, 
we have to understand that it's okay to not be okay, but it's yeah. not okay to stay there. And because God wants to work through you, he wants to work through you. And so many people have gone through Celebrate Recovery and turned around and and started as leaders or started spinoffs and so forth. Kind of like your conference coming up. It's some steps to get freedom. I love yeah. the name of it, y'all. It is Step Into Freedom. Is that right, Sarah? Yes. And that is exactly what we have to do. You know, they're going to go through seven steps to help you gain some freedom. And so this is this is the first one. And so but there's going to be more things coming down the pike and you'll want to get plugged into this because it is important for us to heal so that we can allow the Lord to work through us when he's trying to get through all of our boo boos to get us to do what he's called us to do. It's challenging. So, wow. That OK, so let, let me ask you, you have quite uh, I've listened to some of your music. You're very gifted. And you come from a family of music. And tell us a little bit about the music journey. Yeah, that's been a whirlwind, too. Um, my uh, my dad was a, a country music songwriter back in the day. He had some uh, he had some cuts by Montgomery Gentry. Hillbilly Shoes was was uh, their first single. And he was on that one. Um, Don Williams. He had a Don Williams cut. Um Let's see. I, I can't remember all of them, but he he was very successful in the '90s. But before that, when he was trying to get get everything going, you know, he it, it didn't work for him and my mom. You know, my my my, and I don't blame them for it or anything. You know, they were uh, both very wounded people at the same time, and they were trying to make this thing work that just didn't seem. You know, they both wanted different things at, at a different time, so they did end up. Uh, getting a divorce. Um, so I, I grew up thinking, oh my gosh, the music business, that's the reason why they got a divorce. Mm -hmm. As I got older, I, I learned it's probably a lot more to it than that. It's probably <laughs> a lot more complex. So I, so let's fast forward to about when, when I started doing my, my recovery um, steps and um, I was on the worship team at Experience Celebrate Recovery, and I was about four or five months pregnant at this time. And, you know, I, they needed some help with singers. So I was like, OK, you know, I've got a voice. I'll, I'll, I'll help them out, whatever. And the more I sang with them and the more I guess I, I emoted and, and healed, you know, they were like, Sarah, you need to do something with this. And I was like. Okay, I'm planning to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm planning on not working. You know, all of these things. And so I thought about it. You know, I was like, oh, okay, they're probably just being nice, whatever. Um, but I was cleaning one day my house. I was teaching private music lessons at my home. I was about seven months pregnant. And for some reason, the desire to listen to a song by Linda Davis came on. It was called I Have Arrived, one of my favorite songs. I actually saw her um, live at the Inspirational Country Music Awards one year. It was the same year I was diagnosed with OCD. And I felt like, I felt, I remember watching her on that stage. I was about uh, 13 at this time. And I said, I was just crying, you know. I felt like she came out there and, and reached out to me and said, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. 
and her voice was just so gorgeous. Her, she was dressed in this, you know, beautiful white outfit, like an angel up there. <laughs> and I thought, that's what I want to do someday. Mm. What I want to do. But somehow as I got older and the fear of thinking about not being able to have a family and, and balance the two, the fear kind of crept in and, and took hold of me to where I just didn't want anything to do with it. Um, but anyway, that day I was cleaning uh, in my house, I was reminded of all of those feelings and what, I, what it felt like as a teenage girl. And I thought, I, I think that's what God wants me to do. He wants me to do the same thing. And, and to just deliver that message to girls and, and, and gentlemen as well, you know, that you are worthy. You don't have to settle for second best. You don't, you don't have to be around people that make you feel terrible about yourself. You know, you, you, you are worthy. You are loved. You are um, radiant, you know, just all those things that sometimes you don't get from other people that you need to hear. Um, but, but you don't, you know, so that, that's really when I started committing myself, okay, God, let's do this. And so I did that. I reached out to some people that my dad knew and, and to my dad, you know, I tried to figure out my own little path and, uh, I, I found some producers and they were like, yeah, we can get you to do an EP, which is, you know, just a four or five song, um, CD, uh, for about 10 grand. Okay, I was thinking the whole project was going to cost about $2,000, you know, but I didn't know everything about that. I said, well, okay, God, if this is really you, then please provide everything that is needed for this, for this CD. Every single penny was raised in about a few months. Um, yeah, with the help of some... Uh, angel investors, friends from church, um, you know, family, things like that. So I was like, okay, well, let's do this thing then. So, you know, surrendering to him, just like I did that one time, because, you know, we didn't have the money to afford that back then. It was, you know, we, we were about to have a baby, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, it's been a journey nonetheless. And back then I was also more of a country artist. I was still kind of trying to figure out my path and my niche, but um, I, I feel like the Lord has called me to do more CCM music. I, I feel like that's where I belong. So that is that the Victory album? So the Victory album, it, it is kind of more inspirational, um, but it is country-based. That's where my roots are with country music. But uh, Step Into Freedom is my uh, C more CCM uh, CD. Excellent, excellent. And and tell the viewers, for those that are not, and I'll put the link in the chat stream, but for those that are watching this on Creative Motion Network, tell them where they can find your music. Yes, I've got, well, I've got two singles out right now from the EP, Step Into Freedom. I've got uh, I Still Believe, as well as Step Into Freedom, the title track. Uh, 
Um, I have hard copies um, available. Uh, so if they want to get on my website, www.sarahtaylorjoung.com, um, they can go ahead and pre-order. We'll be launching those actually the day of the conference. So they can go, they can buy those. Um, my producer was amazing, uh, Brian White. He actually... Um, had a Jason Aldean cut and Jason Aldean was, was featured on Jimmy Kimmel the other night with that song. So I've just been blessed to work with amazing people um, on this project and Karen Williams, who is Brian White's wife, you know, she's toured with the newsboys and, and Natalie Grant recently. They've just, they're, they've become such great support and such great friends. They were amazing to work with. Absolutely. You know, when you have a team around you of people that not only know the industry, know the business, but know your heart behind the music, it bleeds out into that. It just it just makes it so much more the special. So what does your dad think about all this? I bet he's awful proud of you. Yes. Yes. He he's he's, um, you know, kind of itching to do more songwriting too. He took a break for it uh, with it for a little while, but he told me recently, you know, he's waking up at 4 a.m. writing lyrics. And so we, we actually have a song on the project together. So, you know, he, oh, how special. yes, that, that one's called woman at the well. So, um, so yeah, we're, I mean, we're all a little bit nervous to see how it will all pan out, but you know, my faith is really strong that, you know, with, with God, this is gonna, it's gonna work out the way he wants it to. That's amazing. And so recently you and your husband have lost, launched a ministry. And listen, for those of you watching and you're looking, you know, say you have a heart for uh, you, maybe you've been through domestic violence, or maybe you've just love inspirational or our country background music and things like that. And you want to sow into what God is doing. They actually, now uh, you can get a tax donation for yeah. uh, supporting their ministry. So, and because you guys are new to ACT, right? Yes, with Artist and Christian Testimony. Yes, yes. Which is the same ministry, kind of how I found, how, well, actually, when you messaged me and told me through, you know, it was, um, that you had heard uh, about me through ML and I had yeah. already Facebooked you and it was like, it was kind of like a God connection there. And so I was so excited for you because listen, people. People need to be encouraged and they need to be inspired. And a lot of times uh, people that will not go to church will listen to a good song. That, yeah. and so, you know, you need to see that this is viable. Just the music alone is viable ministry to people. And I, I listened to some of your music over the last couple of weeks and I was very, and I listen, I'll be honest with you. Um, one of my abusers as a child listened to country music. So I had this horrible taste in my mouth. Oh, no. okay. It triggered me for years, but it was funny because I could not listen to males singing country music. But if it was a female, especially a female hating male. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, all those, you know, Patsy Klein and, you know, that kind of stuff. I remember as a little girl, my mama sang those yeah. because she sang on the radio when she was a teenager and she loved to sing and she loved country music. But it always triggered me for many years. Took me years. I remember quitting a job because the music that they played was country music. You know, of course, I'm past all that now, but it used to be a major trigger. But when I listened to I listened to the victory and then I went and listened to your new song uh, that just came out. Um, step not freedom. step into freedom. The other one What's the one that just came out. 
I still believe. I still believe, yes. And I was like, God is going to use this young woman to reach those who don't even know they need to be reached. And so, because when you have, uh, when you have the heart um, to see people set free and from whatever their bondage is, maybe it's not domestic violence, maybe it's drugs, alcohol, maybe it's self-hatred, you don't know. You know, people will, will hear that and they will hear a message of hope. And so I'm so grateful that you are doing what the Lord has called you to do. And you did not let uh, past experiences affect your current call. Well, that, that's been a journey in itself. Um, I, I am blessed to have um, my mentor, Cherie Spultori. I'm going to plug her name. She's, she's an amazing mentor uh, with Global Songwriters Connection. And, you know, I, I was kind of at a crossroads uh, when, I, when I met her. I was, you know, thinking about staying with country. Uh, but she said, Sarah, I just really hear it in your voice. You sound in what you want to, what you are wanting to do, you sound like more of a contemporary Christian artist. And, and so, you know, I, I told her about my story and everything. And she was like, baby girl, if you start going through these steps and you start talking to people about these things, you are going to be healed. And she even told me, you know, she had a similar situation in her life. She, um, you know, had similar things happen. And she, she looked at me in the camera and she goes, baby girl, no more baggage. Cause she, she just <laughs> talking about it, you know? And she said, the more that you, it's going to be hard at first, but the more you speak about it and the more you let the light shine in those dark areas, it'll get easier. And it has like the first time, the first interview, I think I cried <laughs> the first time I did something like this, it was so nerve wracking, but the more I do it, the easier it gets. And I, I try to remember why I'm doing it too. Yes. Yeah. You know, God heals what he reveals and he showed you early on. I'm so grateful that you recognize the signs early in the relationship of your first marriage, that it didn't become uh, years and years of torment and you ending up a statistic. And yeah. uh, so, and your mother having been through that was able to minister to you so beautifully at that time to allow you to step out and be in a safe environment to start to heal. So now I have not met your husband, but it sounds like he's an amazing young man. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, she's got a picture of him right there. So what a beautiful story uh, of just redemption. And so if you are all about hearing stories of redemption, great music, good fellowship, I encourage you on May the 15th, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, For is it from two to five? Is that right? Yes, yes. And it's at Lift Church. Can you, can you tell me the address there for those watching? Yes, it's Life Lift Church. Um, it is, I believe, 4116 Florence Road. I'm not 100% on the numbers. <laughs> I might okay. have gotten backwards, but it is on Florence Road in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we, again, we'll put the link on there for those of you catching this on social media. If you're watching this on Creative Motion Network, I encourage you to go to sarahtaylorjoung.com and pull up her website, look at her bio, or it's got some more information in there on the story, as well as download her music and give someone, give someone that you know that might be going through it, 
with this to encourage and inspire them so that they can get a level of freedom and point them into the direction of the cross. So I just, I'm so grateful that uh, we were able to finally get together. Uh, Sarah and I have been messaging back and forth for weeks now, and it's just so wonderful to have you on the show today. I appreciate your time. If I was to ask you, Sarah, to leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? Just any key to life in general. Um, remember that you are God's child, that he made you with a purpose and, 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 and with passion and you have value, far more value probably than you ever think you could have, um, despite what you felt from others or have been told, um, specifically from others. You have a plan, you have a future, plans to prosper. That's scripture right there. So don't settle for less. Yes, yes. You heard it, y'all. Jeremiah 29, 11 is what Sarah is telling you is a key to your best life. I believe that. I totally believe that. So Sarah, thank you so much for having you today. Thank you for taking the time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Yes, absolutely. For those of you watching this, if you're watching this on social media, share this out to your friends, families, and so forth. And if you're watching it on Creative Motion Network, we appreciate you. We thank you. We we just love being in relationship with you to bring these people uh, amazing guests. I always tell people all the time, I know the coolest people on the planet. So I truly believe that they have all kinds of keys to just living your, your best Christ-centered life. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next time right here.